Hello and welcome to the third episode of ScoutCast. My name is Ashlyn Weddington. I'm stoked to be putting out this episode. I took a long break from working on the podcast because I moved out of San Diego. I moved out of the trailer I was living in and I've kind of just been traveling all around California. I've been camping and exploring a lot in Humboldt County, Mendocino County, and I also was able to go down to Joshua Tree and then visit my hometown of Santa Barbara. So I've been all over the place and Wi-Fi and social media has not been a top priority, which is which is a good thing. But anyway, so this episode I interview Liz Smithers. So I know Liz from Instagram actually. I just met her in person. I didn't know her beforehand before I interviewed her. But I've been following Liz Smithers for about two years on Instagram and she runs her own health and wellness business called Laka Living and they sell, let's see, how do you describe it? They sell like nut butters that are infused with superfoods, adaptogenic herbs, and coconut butter. And these are super awesome because their products provide healthy fats for really high brain functioning. And Liz also has a really awesome blog called The Sisters Almanac, where she talks about health and wellness tips, um, her lifestyle. She lives on the island of Kauai, so her Instagram is very beautiful as well, all about island living. And she makes really incredible, super fancy, healthy, plant-based meals. So you should definitely check out her Instagram and her blog. I'll post a link to that, and she's going to talk about that at the end of the interview. And in this interview, we talk about a couple terms that some of you might have never heard before, maybe have heard but don't quite understand, and so I'll take a moment to define those terms. So the first one, the name of this episode, is High Vibes or High Vibrational Living. And Liz gives her definition in the interview, but... I would say it has a different definition for everyone, so I want to just take a moment to give my own personal definition and what it means to me. So high vibrational living is something I strive to do every day or, or as much as possible. And you can raise your vibration in everything you do from what you eat and put on your body, from who you surround yourself with, from what environment you put yourself in can raise the vibrations of your thoughts and so raising your vibration means to me is just coming about everything with really positive intentions and a mindset and I believe that when you put out positive thoughts and feelings into the universe Um, You surround yourself with positive people. You put really good food and put really good products on your body. Everything that's positive, the universe will start to put that back towards you. So I guess kind of touching on the law of attraction as well, I think if you're putting all that good stuff out, you're going to get good stuff back. So really awesome people come into your life, um, awesome opportunities, And when you start living that high vibration lifestyle, I think it becomes really easy to kind of pick up on low vibes or, you know, like you've definitely walked into a room and if you've just felt the low vibes of 
a person or maybe even a group of people and you know right away you don't want to surround yourself with that or if you eat like really shitty processed food like low vibe food um, you can feel that right away as well so yeah high vibe living is the way to go um, like I said that's just what it means to me everyone has their own definition of it so the next term we mention is alkaline and literally alkaline just means having a pH greater than 7 and so in this context we talk about alkaline as a diet or alkaline foods and so most fruits and veggies are alkaline as well as unprocessed plant proteins there's a diet called the alkaline diet where you try to eat mostly or all alkaline foods to avoid being in the acidic state because when your body is in an acidic state, this is where chronic disease thrives. Next term is adaptogen. And so an adaptogen, again, in this context, is an herb that helps your body adapt to stress. So it could be helping you adapt to really hot or cold temperatures, um, adapting to physical exhaustion, mental fatigue, any type of stress. Um, and you can find specific herbs that will help with that specific stressor. And so these adaptogenic herbs and plant botanicals support your adrenal system. And this is what manages your body's hormonal response to stress. And so, for example, when the adrenals are exhausted or you blow out your adrenals, there's really clear signs such as having breakouts on your face, um, being constantly fatigued, you might even gain weight or be in a state of depression. Something that's really common in the United States is we drink a lot of caffeine and this will cause our adrenals to be depleted over time. And so incorporating these adaptogenic herbs are super important for replenishing your adrenals with, of course, getting lots of sleep. And I've been really into adaptogenic herbs the past year uh, some of my favorites, I have to say ashwagandha, it's a white powder, um, comes from a root, and it's used a lot in Ayurvedic medicine. Really popular one you've probably heard of is ginseng. Um, what else? I really like Tulsi basil in teas, and there's a lot of different mushrooms such as reishi and cordyceps that I like to throw into my coffee or my morning elixir that are also adaptogens. And so since this podcast is geared towards younger people, young adults, college students, I want to make this podcast accessible for these types of people. And I know these terms probably seem really bougie or just hippy-dippy and unnecessary. But again, I want to make health and wellness accessible to everyone. Yeah, so let's get into the interview and I will let Liz introduce herself. My name is Liz Smithers. I'm the founder of Laka Living. I'm currently living in Kauai and yeah, trying to mastermind a business rooted in creativity and expression. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for being on the show. Super excited to have <laughs> you. So can you just kind of explain like how you got to this point of making like health and well-being a priority in your life? Yeah, my whole childhood was pretty unconscious. I lived a pretty processed, typical, standard American diet. 
childhood that sort of put me in a, an always in a negative place. I don't really remember a time in my childhood when I was conscious, but I do remember feeling like I was almost, I was very mean. I feel like I used to spit out negativity and just very erratic, out of control to say the least, <laughs> um, which kind of spit me into a college career of extreme control. So I completely shifted almost everything. Coincidentally, at the, at the time when I started a vegetarian diet, so as I was leaving high school, I started eating vegetarian, and again, almost right when I got into college, it was like extreme control set in and developed a mild eating disorder. And really just, I guess to me, it was about, I came to the conclusion that I really needed to clean out my insides. I needed to basically empty out my insides of toxins and emotions mm -hmm. and process living, mm -hmm. um, negative thoughts, all these things that really had just kind of come to my awareness at that yeah, point. Um, you know, it was the first time I was separated from home. I didn't have that comfortable cradle where things were kind of at my reach and yeah, it just really woke me up. It shook me into consciousness and I made radical shifts. Mm -hmm. I mean, radical shifts in primarily eating, obviously Definitely. exercise too. I was always kind of active. No, I was very active in high school, but um, yeah, really just eating. I just became hyper aware of how people made me feel and how I felt in certain situations and you know, coming from a childhood with no spiritual training or no training in consciousness yeah. whatsoever, it was it was pretty profound for me. Um, it hit me pretty hard and I think that it scared me a lot too. Five, six years later down the road, I'm now 25, coming out of college about, yeah, about, what was it, five years ago? Four years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I've used this consciousness and I've utilized it to really infuse it into a business which hopefully helps people achieve consciousness in not such a <laughs> erratic way. And I think that what you're saying is really important because this podcast is kind of trying to help people who are going through that yeah. whole process because there's so many people my age and who are in college, just young adults who are super unconscious and they don't have that like totally. background. Their parents might not be conscious people either, mm -hmm. so they're just super used to processed foods. And so it's, I think I'm really wanting to help people figure out an easier way to go through that because right. I've had a similar experience too where it's just kind of like turbulent and it's messy. Totally. It could be so much easier. Oh my gosh, totally. And yeah. it's like, you know, thank goodness that I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have consciousness <laughs> now and somehow uh -huh. that led me to being very conscious. But oh my gosh, along the way it was like, yeah, it was it's messy. Very messy. Yeah. So much turbulence. Like mm -hmm. exact, yeah, exactly what you said. Um, you know, lots of, <laughs> when I thought that I was cleaning myself out and I was still experiencing all this consciousness, I mean, it was like, also doing tons of harm to my body. Yeah, and, and you, you know, don't it's like, know too what's yeah. right and what's wrong. It's just like you're experimenting pretty much. Oh, totally. <laughs> I was like my own experiment. And, uh -huh. it, you know, I definitely, I'm really thankful that I've come out and I feel like I do have a yeah. better understanding, but, whoo, did I mess up my hormones and yeah. do all the wrong things when totally. I thought that, you know, I was doing everything right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard too when there's just so much information 
Totally, and that's it's so what, easy to access, and you really don't know what's uh-huh. best for you. And that's what, I mean, yeah. I really, so probably like my sophomore year of college is when I really started to just, yeah, tap into that plethora of mm. information. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, the internet was yeah. like, oh my gosh, how come I have never known about the internet before? <laughs> There's so much information, yeah. and it's just right within our fingertips. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I got to a point where I pretty much was, just researching yeah for like the second two years of my college uh-huh. I was actually no I took me like five years to graduate college but <laughs> so like the last three years of my college I just immersed myself in research and it is it's the information is mm-hmm. it's a blessing and a curse at the same time so because true. I would switch from one way of thinking yeah. and eating and exercising to the next and it's a giant experiment okay so you talk a lot about high vibe living on Mm -hmm. Instagram and on your blog so can you just define that and talk about it yeah Um, you know it's funny like I talk about it a lot and I I know I have a pretty good in my own personal experience I feel like I do have a pretty good grasp on the concept of high vibe vibe living but if I were to put it into something that might be a little bit more tangible I would think of high vibe living is living is doing everything you need to do on whatever free time you have your personal work you know the work that you do when no one's watching Mm, when you're not mm -hmm. posting when you're on snapchat nothing like that and it's apparent so that when you return back to the social landscape people can feel the work you've been doing they can feel a difference in your energy they can notice something's a little bit different maybe they notice Mm -hmm. you have a little bit more of a brightness in your eyes or Um, You just know when you know you know and there's you start to be able to smell people that practice high vibe living and you can feel it and it's just it's like the microcosmic connection between all of us that you can just tell when someone's in tune and you can tell when someone Mm -hmm. isn't and um, yeah high vibe living is different for everyone though I think that it's really exhilarating when you feel start to figure out your own recipe and you can really start to closely adhere to your recipe because you just it's like a math equation you know what you put in and um you know how to get to two one plus one equals two and would you say you can kind of like apply it to all areas of your life like relationships like eating just everywhere or how does it i do think to some degree there's a different formula for each pocket of your life so relationships require you know like when i'm thinking about how i want to act in or perform in terms of athleticism or in my loving relationships or in business mm-hmm. or I mean it's it's all a little bit different yeah. but I think it's the the foundational work that you do on your downtime that sets your yeah that sets the tone for your own form of mm-hmm. high vibe living that you can apply as a foundation to all other all areas aspects. but then there's Got a few it. yeah there's a few variation yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. and I think that it's definitely it's definitely changing the more that people are opening up to these new tonic infused ways of living really (laughs) starts to change yourself from you know each individual system within your body yeah I think that it's just going to kind of always be changing always evolving. evolving as someone who's like a young adult and like I said all of my friends are like in college or young 20s I feel like the concept of like high vibe living might be like, whoa, like this is really big oh, and yeah. hard to deal with. Like, how would someone, I guess, kind of start like 
taking their toe into that or just making baby steps? You know, I think about this a lot because when I was even going through college, I kind of stepped out of the typical college party scene. Yes. Yeah. Kind of early. I mean, partly because my my body could not even handle alcohol. I was mm-hmm. pretty fragile at the time, so I couldn't yeah. <laughs> I couldn't handle very much, but when I did step out and then I really started to look at how people interacted in this type of scene, I mean, it's you can kind of tell no one really wants to do it actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. No one actually wants to you know, they do it because then they have a few drinks and then they're feeling good, but I kind of just started to watch people and watch how yeah, they interact and from what I picked up no one actually wants to be getting shit housed and yes, waking up feeling so horrible the next day. And you don't realize that until you're the one that steps outside totally. and then you're the sober one that's just watching everyone. Totally. No one seems genuinely happy or excited. It just right. seems like an act. And no. It's, it's t- such a bummer to see that. Totally. Yeah. And so my advice would to be yeah, step out of the low-vibe party scene. That doesn't mean completely stepping out of the party scene. That yeah. just means, you know, fine-tuning your social social circle, only allowing yourself to drink the nicer alcohols yeah. or stuff that is made with more intention. If you are choosing to happy hour, you are choosing to be in this scene really thinking about the energy you're going to be absorbing in this space mm-hmm. because you know the energy that you're going to be absorbing in a not that not that all college students want to hang out in piano bars but (laughs) you're going to be absorbing in a piano bar is different than a dive bar and so that's definitely going to translate into how you're feeling about whatever in your life so i would definitely say yeah step out of the low vibe party scene and choose Mm -hmm. social circles that are a little bit definitely have more intention too i feel like that's super important because i don't know i turned 21 let's see four months ago maybe mm-hmm. so I've been playing around with my relationship with alcohol and seeing where yes. that fits into my life and I noticed like like you're saying I'll choose like a nicer alcohol mm-hmm. just appreciate like a glass of that or something totally or just make my intention like I'm only gonna have this much I'll be with these people and not let yourself get sucked away and, yeah like, into that. that's yeah that's funny you say that because I did I started to, I've never actually really been much of a drinker. I've always yeah. been very social, but I've never been too much of a drinker. Love drugs and whatever, gone through <laughs> that whole phase of my life. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> um, but drinking, not so much. It uh-huh. always, I, I somehow always attached it with just a lousy feeling, lousy yeah, outcome. Definitely. Um, I still do drink. I love enjoying drinks with my friends sometimes. Uh-huh. But um, what I started doing when I when I was going through this massive transformation and and what I have come to know now is consciousness and almost like my body forcing me into this state if I have a martini or a glass of wine each sip I really bring my meditation that I practice in my off time Mm. into my happy hour time so each sip I'm really meditating on each sip and it's like you really start to feel how how (laughs) aggressive the alcohol is Uh but you start attaching emotion to it and it and I really do think it has a profound effect on how you feel after you're drinking or the level of conversation you'll have while you're drinking because feeling it you know touch your tongue and touch the walls of your cheeks and just bringing an aspect of meditation into drinking because why can't that be a thing right well I mean when it comes down to meditation should be a part of everything you do so I've never even thought about it for drinking yeah sacred happy hour you know you don't want to look super obvious like you're just like (laughs) like you know (laughs) 
start tearing into your right, wine glass. Right. That might be kind of weird and you won't develop awesome thriving relationships like that. But yeah, I mean, just small little elements like that. Um, so would you say high vibe living is accessible for everyone? They totally. And that's another that thing. When I, when I was in college too, and I, I notice a lot of my friends now even think that if you do want to live this quality of lifestyle, it's mm-hmm. like it comes at a huge cost. And yeah, I've heard that stuff. Yeah, and you know, it's there's so many parts of wellness that are free. I just wrote a blog post mm. on how many, yeah, how many things you can do that are still enhancing your vibration that are bringing you into a different state that really don't cost anything. Yeah, I think meditation, meditation, and yoga, sleep, just go out, go outside, totally. <laughs> go outside, yeah. and you know, like really listening to people I've mm-hmm. noticed is extremely it raises your vibration extremely so yeah. I mean it's yeah. yeah it's definitely accessible to to everyone and I also think that the more I noticed when I when I did start to spend whatever little money I had in college and really still do have I'm not rolling by any <laughs> rolling in, in the big box by any means right now but um yeah like so say you have fifty dollars and you have you want to either what go to the bar or mm-hmm. spend it on like spirulina and like all these yeah. things it's of course those are more expensive but in the, the long run right <laughs> and the and the connections that you make along the way and the way that it'll enhance your body to open you up to yeah. new people that are, are worth a damn of course. <laughs> yeah is yeah it definitely it comes back to you mm-hmm. for sure i definitely think that it definitely is everyone accessible. can do it yes yeah we kind of danced around that question a little bit, but it, it works. It works. That was all good material, so okay. I think it's helpful regardless. I mean, what do you think? Because you're, you're 21. I'm 21. I've noticed, like, a really big excuse that people my age like to make is they really start with food, for example, because mm-hmm. they think, like, oh, this is the easiest way to be a healthy, well-balanced person. Totally. And I feel like it is a good kind of gateway because it's something you do three times a day. Mm-hmm. An excuse is just like it's too expensive. Healthy eating is so expensive, and I'm like, no, it's it's no. not. And I want to like take them by the hand and take them to the store, or, like make food for them. But right. I can't do that with everyone. But and yeah. I think people get turned off by just starting with food, for example. Like it seems expensive, and then they won't go further past food and to try to incorporate all those different aspects right. of well-being. So yeah, I do, and you know, s- things that I try and highlight to people that are saying it's too expensive to live a certain way. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, take what you do have Mm -hmm. and what kind of foundation can you create from that? So if you're a college student and you do only have, you're on a budget of like, I think I was on like what, 50 or $75 a week that I could really spend. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) which is Uh really nothing, but it's like, of course, yeah, that's not enough to to buy superfoods and super herbs not. and all yeah. this, the cherries on top of everything. Which isn't necessary when right. it comes down to it. It's right. nice to you're have. You're still young. Yeah. You're still, your mitochondria is functioning <laughs> pretty well. You don't need all these supplements and uh-huh. fancy stuff yet. So yeah. why not use this time to just lay down the foundation of course, for what you can add on as you start to increase your income and mm-hmm. move past, you know, well into your 20s and yeah. 30s and I mean, even right now, it's like, it's a progression. I think that in college, I tried to do that. I tried to lay the foundation and really do a lot of cleanup base work. And mm-hmm. as I'm getting older and starting to learn more stuff about myself and my body, then yeah. you just start slowly adding on more of the quote-unquote high vibe 
Yeah. High vibes, party favors, like, (laughs) reishi mushroom and, you know. Sprinkle it on top. Yeah, totally. Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I like to look at it as a process, too, Mm -hmm. not an overnight thing. Totally. And I think that's another big misconception. It's like, no, it's, me personally, I started when I was 17, I think. Yeah. So, I'm still working on myself. It's like, it's been for almost five years, and it's every day, every week, it's like, okay, I can do this, I can work on this, and it's great, and I don't stress about it, too, which totally. I think is really important. You can stress really quickly about Totally. It's easy to look at all the things that you don't have and mm-hmm. look on Instagram and yeah, fancy definitely. websites. <laughs> Even, like, I mean, people write to us all the time, like, well, we really want your tonic butters, but we can't afford $20 butter. And it's like, well, you know, that's, that's fine. I get it. I understand that you know there are financial barriers but uh, yeah it's just doing what you can because Mm -hmm. at some point in time everyone that is now at what you what you aspire to be or whatnot they were at the point that you were yeah yeah and I really do think perseverance and trying to heal yourself and Mm -hmm. continue on whatever wellness journey whatever it might look like is it starts from the same point Uh uh-huh yeah what was I guess like the first thing you started to work on I guess when you started your whole process when you were in college Well, one thing that kind of, I guess, woke me up to how much, because like I said, when I got into college, I I shook myself into awareness and realized I'd been really out of control my whole life, so Mm -hmm. I shifted that into extreme control, and within that, it was like, I thought I was doing all these, all the right things and this and that, but I was just really trashing my hormones, Mm -hmm. ingraining bad patterns into my mind that I'm still... (laughs) learning how to work work out I stopped getting my menstrual cycle right oh, that's so, so that scary. was kind of yeah. one thing and you know Definitely I didn't a wake-up call oh it was a wake-up call but it took me like six years like I just got my menstrual cycle back about a year ago wow yeah it took me a long time to kind of get back into a place where I actually felt like a human <laughs> so that is when I realized that like I said there was tons of information out there and I wasn't following the right information and mm-hmm. I wasn't the right information is already within us. Definitely. We already know the tap right into it. Right, totally, yeah. which is like another loaded concept in yeah. itself. <laughs> Probably one thing that I really started to work on at first was the menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I said, that took so long. But I don't know. I felt like there was so much that I that I didn't work on when I was a child that there was so much for me to learn and absorb yeah. when I went through college because I yeah. was like oh my gosh, not only am I tapping into this crazy interest in all of these things, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's so, how am I ever going to know, how am I ever going to know everything? I want to yeah, know everything. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's, I feel the same way, like when I first started to, it's like, it's the internet thing too, it's just yes. like you realize how much you have access to all this information. Oh, totally. It's addicting at first too. It's so addicting. Yeah. It's yeah. so, so <laughs> addicting. And other than that, besides my mint, I mean, that was one, like, negative thing that I was working on, but, of I course, I'm also, like, 20, I was, like, 20 or 21, yeah, and, of course, yeah. I wanted to be consuming all the things that made me, like, a rock star athlete, uh-huh. and, like, super strong, and look, feel, act good, all these things, mm-hmm. but... I think the example of your menstrual cycle too it's like an example of how it's a process too it like took you it doesn't just come back and fix itself overnight totally you have to keep working on it totally and that was like obviously a signal that all the things that I thought I was doing right I was not Uh uh-huh I was not doing it and it's cool too it's like your body it's the ultimate like Mm -hmm. especially as a woman it's like that's like one thing that Uh you just 
it's almost easier for us to know when we're in and out of balance. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Um, Very clear. Yeah. Can you explain how, what is balance for yourself and how, maybe give an example of how you would practice that in yeah. a given day. Okay, I like this one because it's so, I teach yoga full time too, so like people I feel like I'll always look to yoga teachers as yes. like, I mean, you know. Yes. Oh, they must know what balance is and it's like. Mm, to me really right now <laughs> uh-huh. right now balance is just waking up with energy and going to bed extremely exhausted and that's mm-hmm. kind of how balance is defined for me at this point in my life I really um, like that yeah I mean that's all I really want I'm so addicted to the business process uh-huh. that I love waking up with just pure inspiration neurotransmission mm-hmm. that'll totally yeah. knock your socks off <laughs> yeah and inspiration and creativity and all these things I need to kind of get me through my day and you know still be able to work out or whatnot at night uh-huh. and then going to bed like no problem yeah. I don't want to be up till like 12 at night I uh-huh. want to go to bed at nine definitely and, um yeah to me that's what balance is right now mm-hmm. um throughout my day well I drink a lot of coffee so <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever hear me say I don't drink coffee it's I a do, lie <laughs> it's a lie I always drink coffee Actually, hi, Handlebar. Do you go to Handlebar Coffee? <laughs> it's the best one in Santa Barbara. I was just going to ask if you got to go to it. Oh, my gosh. Here. I've been so addicted to Handlebar Coffee. We've gone, like, three mornings in a row. I don't drink that much coffee just because uh-huh. I, like, makes me cracked out. I but shouldn't drink that much coffee, but I do. It's so I good. I do it to myself and, and others. And when I'm here, I have to get Handlebar. And it's it, so I feel good. cracked out still, but it's so worth it. It's oh, so my good. gosh. I've been getting their oat milk cappuccinos. They're so good. Wait, with the oat milk? Yes. I got that, too. Oh, my gosh. It's so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm currently free, on Handlebar. Free advertising. Coffee. I know. Free Handlebar. <laughs> Seriously. Sponsor us. <laughs> right? They're so good. So, you drink lots of coffee. I drink lots of coffee because that definitely requires me to eat extremely alkaline for the rest of the day mm-hmm. to the point of people think I'm, you know, neurotic or whatnot. No, I actually do enjoy <laughs> I I love it. And I can really feel, I can feel the coffee. It definitely throws me off balance. So, I definitely need to, you know, make sure I'm getting all of my enzymes and mm-hmm greens and everything yeah, afterwards yeah um, i'm trying to think oh wait, and also i i sit a lot during the day uh-huh. i like to i'm always on my computer whether it's emailing and researching or mm-hmm. formulating new ideas which i don't need any more of <laughs> i'm like <laughs> or do you <laughs> i know i just have like this whole idea log that's like um looking at like a product a product list of like 2,000 products it's like okay I need to halt on the ideas anyways <laughs> so I'm on my computer a lot so definitely lots of sitting so I really try and exercise every day mm-hmm. I really I don't see you know I don't do like high intensity exercise every day but I definitely exercise in some way shape or form every day whether it's swimming running yoga whatever combination mm-hmm. of all yeah. three usually the third way I probably balance every day is I am constantly connecting with people mm-hmm. through social media and the internet, whether it's to- or talking on the phone, whatever. Yeah. Um, I spend a lot of time by myself, especially after my workday is done. I really, I really enjoy completely balancing that black with the white and yeah. spending tons of time. That's so important. I mean, I think isolation is so important for growth. That's, it's like well, that's where like. I don't know, for me, if I'm around people too long, like, people are great. I love people, yeah. right? Overstimulating. But it's overstimulating, especially for me. I'm, like, I know I'm an introvert, and that's mm-hmm. fine. I've accepted that. But 
I have to have my alone time to like recharge and totally. energize because I can't be fully myself or fully there for other people uh-huh. if I don't have my alone time. I try to call, have you ever heard the term introverted extrovert? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I'm a total introverted extrovert uh-huh. because I am, especially when I am around people. Yeah. I'm very outgoing. You might mm-hmm. as well consider me drinking tequila with you like 30 minutes after yeah. we talk. Yeah. I have like so much energy when I uh-huh. talk to people, but in all serious or in reality, uh-huh. I I love spending time with yes. myself. I Absolutely. really do. I think that it's so necessary just to download everything mm-hmm. that I've done within my day Check in or yeah, what's going on. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I um, think that's a good tip too for people in college and my age because huh. there's all so much social pressure to constantly oh gosh, be totally. going out or be with people like yeah. I notice mm-hmm. some people like they're so scared to be by themselves yeah. they can't it's unhealthy <laughs> yeah and they're like well wait a second I either always have to be dating someone or I yes. have to be uh-huh. with people or I have to live with people or all these things but I think that the the most transformation comes when you are almost isolated mm-hmm. and you kind of segregate of yourself from people and then just give yourself micro doses of socialization. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah. Micro doses of socialization. Yeah. <laughs> totally, so totally. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, can you talk about your company a little bit and how it encompasses all your beliefs, kind of what we've been talking yeah. about? Yeah, I can definitely, we were talking about foundation, I think I can definitely lay the foundation for the company down to a certain degree, but eventually the brand starts to brand itself. Mm -hmm. And I really think that it encompasses my values. I wanna continue growing the business from some level of casual deliverance, Mm -hmm. where it's like we, there are important things and these things are very respectable topics, whether we're talking about tonic and food infusion or even the verbiage we use or some of the imagery that we use. So, yeah, I want to make this this world of tonic food food infusion not so intimidating. Yes. Like Uh I said, casual deliverance. It's like the verbiage, the imagery, the concepts, the way that you even pair foods or create products. It's like not making them so intense, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like not making them so cosmic. I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm starting to get a little bit burnt out on the whole concept of food. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it gets like, really played up and really right, and I feel like it's not accessible. At it's not all for right. a lot of people. You, right, it's not relatable. And yeah, not relatable. Thank you. And I don't think that this stuff isn't true. I do believe that we are stardust and we're made of all these yeah, things. Yeah. But it's like, what is that really <laughs> relatable to the modern uh-huh. world right uh-huh. now? Or do we need to kind of take the whole cosmic approach and then? the real reality of where we're living and kind of go somewhere in the middle yeah Yeah, i think there's a missing bridge and so i really hope that that's what laka living will help to Mm. build a bridge to that especially for younger people too people that you know they need little tiny bits of this to kind of dive into this whole world of tonic herbalism and um yeah it's kind of it's kind of crazy i feel like laka living is basically all of my emotions patterns experiences everything kind of rolled into a more professional format Uh but you're looking at it from bird's eye view it's like I feel like I'm almost watching myself in a different form from a bird's eye view touch mass amounts of people that's which is really awesome because I live on Kauai I can't really I can touch like I can barely touch my boyfriend (laughs) we never see each other (laughs) right it's like there's no one on the island so Uh yeah it's 
I just want to keep it casual. Yeah. I don't want yeah. it to be so intense. And Can you talk about, like, your products, too? Yeah. Briefly. So, right now, our kind of only manufactured line of products is our yeah. tonic butters. Yes. So, mm-hmm. we infuse different formulas or synergies of adaptogenic herbs mm-hmm. into different nut butters. Right now, that's kind of all we can even handle. I mean, it's like we could add on tons more products. You have which, lots of ideas. Right. We have <laughs> tons of ideas, and we actually are coming out with new products soon, which I'm excited about. But I think the first year or two within a business, from what I've seen and just watched people that do run successful yeah. businesses, it's like it's not about how many products you have. I think that, you know, more products, more problems. And yeah, <laughs> I think it's really the quality, right? Totally. And the love, right. too. Like. I feel like if you were to have so many, you just spread thin, and then totally. if you have a couple, you can really focus and like put all your love into uh-huh. that. And so, yeah, definitely until we really get into a st- more streamlined process of production and mm-hmm. customer relationships, yeah, keeping it smaller. But I do really want to anchor ourselves as one of the first tonic butter companies. I yeah. think that... In terms of accessibility and relatability, mm-hmm. I mean, how many people consume butter on a daily yeah, basis? Coconut but oil. Yeah, yeah totally. Else. Yeah, it's an easier way than to have to sit down and figure out how to make a tonic, even though, you know, yeah. I do endorse that. I do that. Of course. I do that daily. But really for the fun average for me. Person, yeah, though, but for the like average person who. It's overwhelming. Right, yeah. right. So, how do I catalyze or manifest someone else's consciousness yeah. in a more convenient way so without them even without them even really doing anything but taking mm-hmm. a spoonful of butter the plants start to work on yeah the people without the people having to really think too much about it right it's I like really the, like the plants will just start they'll to do the work they'll start to yeah. do the work yeah. and when you're ready to ritualize the the practice of herbalism you can and you can lay out all your favorite adaptogens and whole form and you know, make your fancy nut milks and choose mm-hmm. your glo- low glycemic <laughs> sweetener and make uh-huh. the most delicious tonic. But yeah, um, yeah, like I said, building that bridge between here mm-hmm. and the more advanced, super intimidating yes. world of high vibe living, give people butter. Yes. Butter is good. <laughs> Everyone loves it. <laughs> you can't totally. go wrong with it. And we're all starved of fat, so that's yes. that really helps. Healthy, good fat. Yes, mm-hmm. totally. Awesome. So um, can you just say like where we can find you, your website, and yeah um you know I really enjoy Instagram if you guys follow it's really good too it's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you I think it's some people disagree with me I do think that Instagram is an art form when you find the right accounts and I've learned a lot from from you know following people on Instagram and different social media accounts but so yeah Instagram at Laka living that's l-a-k-a living and go to our website, lockaliving.com. We also have an interactive blog platform, the Sisters Almanac, which can be accessed through lockaliving.com. Um, or you're happy to email me. If you can somehow find my phone number, you can call <laughs> me if you want to. <laughs> I'll probably end up talking to you for like 45 minutes. Um, yeah, lots of ways. Awesome. If you can find me, I'm ready to talk. Thank you so much again, Liz, for doing this episode and letting me interview you and meet up with you. Um, I had a lot of fun doing this interview with you and I know I walked away from that interview feeling super inspired. So if you're listening to this, um, I hope you feel inspired as well. Um, I think if I lived in Kauai, I would definitely be good friends with Liz and hang out with her. Um, Yeah, so check out her Instagram, her blog, 
definitely buy her products. And I will try my best to not have a long lag in episodes. So hopefully episode four will be coming out soon. Uh, yeah, if you have any questions, you can email me at ashlynweddington at gmail.com. So my name is A-S-H-L-E-N. And then Weddington is just wedding with T-O-N at gmail.com. Peace out. Until next time.